1: free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on that's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert
2: you are locked on brewers your daily milwaukee brewers podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hey, and welcome back to lockdown Brewers brought to you by the lockdown podcast network where we talk about your favorite teams every day I am your host Jake Mastriani you can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball check out my bio there to see everywhere I am covering the game of baseball. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown Brewers and subscribe to the Lockdown Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And thank you for making Lockdown Brewers your first listen of each and every day. We post episodes daily five days a week, Monday through Friday, and we are free and available on all platforms. Also, this episode is brought to you by Spotify Room. Download the app now and join me the next time I go live to get in on the action. On today's episode of Lockdown Brewers, we're going to begin our series of player reviews from the 2021 season starting with Christian Yelich. So we're going to look at what went right for Christian Yelich in 2021, what went wrong, and what his future is with this team. So again, going to start a series of these reviews going uh, for the most impactful players for the Brewers and kind of going on down the list there. So we'll kick that off here with Christian Yelich and let's start off talking about what went right with Christian Yelich in 2021. And unfortunately, as most of you know, not a ton went right for Yelich this season. After a disappointing 2020 season, I was all on board for the rebound year for Christian Yelich. I thought he would be back up to those MVP levels, Um, but that just didn't happen. But we're focusing on the good things right now. So Things that went right for Yelich in twenty twenty one, he got out to a pretty hot start. Uh, he slashed three thirty three, four fifty nine, three sixty seven with a seven thirty six OPS in April. Uh, unfortunately, that was only about eleven games before he got injured with that back and missed some time. Um, you know, despite all that, he did play in one hundred and seventeen games this year. Uh, probably not being fully healthy that entire time. So, you know, I give him some credit. I think he was really battling through it all year long. Again, I've talked about it a lot on the podcast throughout the season. I think that back injury has just been lingering on him for a while. But I think he knows how valuable, how important he is to the Brewers lineup. So I think he was doing all he could to be out there to help his team. Ended up playing in 117 games. Uh, certainly you're hoping for a lot more than that from him, but I think that was all he could give you this year with what he was dealing with, the struggles he was having, you know, trying to learn and navigate how to play with that injured back. I really think that did have a major effect on his season as we'll talk about throughout the podcast today. Uh, no matter, you know, what you thought about Yelich's you know, outcome at the plate this year and lack thereof, he got on base. That did not affect him at all. He had a 362 on base percentage, which is very good in in line with his career norm. So while he may not have been getting the hits, uh, he was getting on base. I think some of that was partly early on. The offense was really struggling. He didn't have anybody protecting him in that lineup. And so, because of his reputation, you know, teams were making sure that Yelich was the one guy that wasn't going to beat him. And I think he got pitched around a lot. But still, I mean, out throughout the entire year, he did a great job of getting on base. So that continued to be a positive for him, even in a down year. He had a really good August. He slashed 313, 359, 470 with an 829. OPS in August, and that's when we all really kind of thought maybe he was starting to turn a corner down the stretch, and that was very big for the Brewers. That's really when they took off and ran away with the division. So Yelich was a, a solid part of that, getting on base in the middle of the order there. Uh, so a really good August for him. Again, uh, we all hoped that was you know he you know he still didn't have a lot of power. We all kind of hoped that was him seeing the ball better, starting to have some good at bats, put some things together. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case as he slumped back in September. He wasn't bad in June either. Uh, He hit nearly half of his season's worth of home runs in June. He had four of his nine home runs on the year in June. It was really the only power surge we saw from him in 2021. It was also his highest OPS month of the year. Had an OPS of 844. In June, So really June and August is where he did most of his good work, you know, showing off some power as things heated up as summer came along in June. And then really, you know, starting to, I think, adjust in August a little bit to just being more of a, you know, punch and, and gap type hitter as he saw the power was limited. Uh, He got on base in every postseason game, which, you know, not a lot of Brewers hitters can say, Uh, but at least Yelich did get on base, collected three hits, got a walk. So, um, you know, he did. He did get on base in the postseason for an offense that was struggling. Uh, Certainly wasn't his greatest performance. I'm not trying to say that, but in a year where there just wasn't a ton of good things to talk about for Yelich, I think I have to at least note that he at least got on base in the postseason So definitely, you know, a good thing better than not getting on base. Uh, But everybody's going to remember him looking at that called third strike to end that series. Uh, He was in the top 2% of the league in walk percentage. already talked about that, you know, with the on-base percentage. So still, you know, taking his walks again, you know, getting on base, you still want to see that from him. And then top six and max exit velocity, which means, you know, when he did barrel up a pitch, he was hitting it very hard, as we're going to talk about in the next segment, though, just unfortunately didn't find a lot of barrels this year. So, you know, when you try to overall look at the positives for Yellich in 2021, they're hard to find, you know, getting on base, Battling through an in- injury to be out there for his team, uh, I think, are two of the biggest positives for Christian Yelich this year. I think another positive, just for him in general, is that the season is over. Um, you know, it's just that kind of year where you kind of just want to put it behind you. And so I think he, he'll he be glad to do that. Uh, he also was not bad defensively. He had negative one DRS, which is better than the negative six DRS he had in 2020 and DRS's defensive run saved. Uh, and he also had a positive 2.3 UZR. Uh, so that was very good. Again, better than his negative 3.4 UZR he had last year. So I thought Yelich actually did very well defensively out in left field. Certainly not, you know, gold glove caliber Uh, numbers out there or anything but did have a very solid season defensively we'll take a break and then we'll come back and talk about what went wrong for Yelich in 2021 as I said at the top this episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom Greenroom is the first social audio platform made for sports fans the app is free to download and once you're in you can talk with me other fans athletes and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the Milwaukee Brewers or whatever your favorite team is. You'll find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course reacting to big news or rumors. You'll have a chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on the Locked On Brewers podcast through our Green Room conversations. Go download the free Spotify Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group of your choice for the latest league updates. And follow me at shortstopball to be notified when my room goes live. This
1: lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found... Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
2: All right. So now jumping into what went wrong with Christian Yelich in 2021 again. Unfortunately, a lot more things to talk about here. I think the most obvious one and one that I've talked about, you know, for a lot of the year is just the lack of power. I mean, only nine home runs the entire 2021 season. You know, I was thinking coming into the year, you're going to see Yelich get back to, you know, at least a 30 home run uh, season that we're used to seeing from him. Uh, hit 36 home runs in 2018, 44 in 2019. Even though you know he had a down 2020 shortened season, he still hit 12 home runs last year. Um, this, only hitting uh, 9 home runs in 2021. That was a home run every 44 at-bats. Uh, in 2019, he was hitting a home run every 11 at-bats. And then in 2018 and 2020, he was averaging a home run every 16 at-bats. So you know, even you know non-P Christian Yelich, you're still expecting a home run once every you know 20 at bats or so, and to only hit a home run once every 44 at bats. Again, pretty clear to me that he was struggling with the power. He just wasn't able to find it. I'm 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 choosing to believe it was because of the injury. It was because his back was really bothering bothering him. Is why he wasn't able to tap into that power. Uh, because honestly, from a Brewers fan perspective, if that's not the case, then I'm really scared about what's going on with Christian Yelich and where the power is going. If it's something, you know, mechanical, but then again, if it's something mechanical, maybe it can be easily fixed, you know, maybe easier to fix in a back injury. But I just don't know what other explanation there is for why the power has been zapped from him so much. Uh, and he had the lowest slugging percentage of his career at 373. I mean, that's just really, really low uh, for him. He also um, had a career-worst WRC Plus uh, 44. League average is uh, 100. So, I mean, that is, again, just really, really low for a player of Christian, uh, Christian Yelich's caliber. I'm sorry, I, I got that wrong. Let me correct that real quick. Uh, his season WRC Plus was 101, which is a league average. Uh, that 44 was his postseason WRC Plus. So apologize for the mix up there. So again, a league average player for Christian Yelich at 101 WRC Plus. That's not, you know, obviously what you're hoping to get from him. So again, just another another result of a, a bad year here. Uh, he made hard contact just 35.6% of the time. That's down from 40, um, 47.6% in 2018 and 50.8% in 2019. And even last year, again, in a down year, he hit the ball. He made hard contact 41.1% of the time. So 356 of the time, hard contact rate. Just not very good for Christian Yelich. Not where you want him to be. Uh, need to see that improved going forward for sure. Um, Looking at the next uh next struggling stat for him, what you know was really getting him this year was the breaking balls, you know, sliders and curve balls. Uh, baseball savant had him hitting just 189 on those types of pitches this year, just really giving him fits. I mean, again, you go back to the last pitch of the season for the Brewers. He just, you know, got locked up on a breaking ball down and away. I mean, I have vivid images of him just swinging over the top of breaking balls down and in. I mean, those were really just bothering him this year. But I mean, even if you look at fastball and obviously when you're having a bad season, your numbers are going to be down against all types of pitches. But his average against fastballs, you know, hasn't been great the past two years compared to his 2018, 2019 seasons. He hit 263 against fastballs in 2021 and 239 against them in 2020. Every season before that, so not just his great 2018 2019 seasons, but every season before 2020, he hit at least 333 against fastballs. So, you know, even if he just gets back to crushing fastballs, you're going to see a much improved. Christian Yelich but that's something that was very surprising the fact that he was so bad against fastball or I say bad you know 263 average is probably normal for for most hitters but for Christian Yelich a guy who has never hit lower than 333 in a year against fastballs to hit 263 against them that's very troubling uh, to see and a, a very troubling sign that we're now seeing two years in a row that he's struggling against those fastballs and Obviously, you're struggling against the fastball. It's gonna, it's not, it's not gonna help you stay on the breaking pitches either, which is why you see that average down as well. And then I mentioned his barrel percent, barrel percentage. Again, when he made good contact, when he squared up the baseball, he had one of the highest uh, exit velocities in all of baseball. But unfortunately, his barrel percentage was the worst of his career, about 42%. So that's certainly not where you want to be. His line drive percentage was 22, which is actually you know pretty on par for his career. But as far as hitting barrels, as baseball savant calls it, he was uh, 40 42, which again the lowest of his career. Uh, his barrel percentage was 7.6. So uh, again, just not not very good um, from Christian Yelich uh, this season. Is just all around. I mean, you look at look at all the metrics. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily have the answer for it, but it needs to get figured out. Uh, it needs to, you know, he has an off season to do it, figure out what's going on here and get, get back to the Christian Yelich that, that we know that we love. Take a, another break here, and then we'll come back and talk about the future for Christian Yelich. Show is also brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. If you're looking for a fantastic tasting protein bar, then look no further. Built Bar has a ton of flavors and a wide variety of flavors at that. It's not just your regular chocolate, chocolate chip, fudge, or cookies and cream. It's a bunch of different flavors from almond toffee to mint, coconut, peanut butter, fudge, dark chocolate, raspberry, There's a ton of really interesting, really cool flavors you don't normally get in protein bars, something that's going to give you a very unique taste, something that tastes good. It's not hard as a rock like a lot of the other protein bars out there. Has a very soft middle, so it's very easy to chew, easy to get down. Most of them only have about four to five grams of net carbs. So whether you like to take them before a workout, after a workout, as a meal replacement in the morning, or whether it's just a snack for you like they are for me, you can eat them anytime. They're packed with protein. I can't tell you enough how good they are, especially for a protein bar. So go to BuiltBar.com today, try a bunch of different flavors to figure out which ones are your favorites. Go to BuiltBar.com and use our promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your next order. Just go to BuiltBar.com today and use our promo code LOCKEDON15. BetOnline is back and better than ever. You got the NBA season coming up and a fresh new website. As always, BetOnline is the number one spot for all your football and basketball action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football and basketball. Head over to the website on your mobile device and sign up today. To receive your 50% welcome bonus when you use our promo code Locked On. From football, baseball, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. All right, so going forward, looking at the future of Christian Yelich with the Milwaukee Brewers. For better or worse, he's a brewer for a long time. He's set to get a big raise in 2022 as part of his contract extension. You know, this would have been his first year post-arbitration, so he gets that big bump in salary the first of seven straight years where he makes $26 million. This was a big commitment by the Milwaukee Brewers. They need Christian Yelich to be an MVP-type caliber player. Or this contract is could be one that sinks the franchise, uh, and I, you know, I don't say that lightly. I mean, this is this is a type of deal that you know if they get stuck in it, and this is the type of player Yelich is, I don't, I don't really know how the Brewers navigate around this because you know right now you wouldn't trade him and they shouldn't trade him, but I mean you're just not going to get any value out of trading him right now. You know, maybe he bounces back has a you know, a, a decent year and above average year, you know, maybe you can move him, but you still would probably have to eat a good bit of that money. Again, I'm not saying the brewers should do that or even consider that. I think he is a, I think they'll have to, you know, ride it out and hope things turn around. But for me, he is a Milwaukee brewer for a long time and I hope that he is. And I hope that he turns it around to, you know, at least get back to, you know an all-star level player that was kind of my thing throughout the entire regular season you know even if you don't get mvp yellich give me at least all-star level yellich you know give me 270 340 you know 530 home runs give me that type of Yelich in 850 ops you know give me that Christian Yelich, and the Brewers can work with that. I mean, especially with the young pitching they have coming up, they just need an all-star level Yelich in the middle of that order. So for me, that's it's really hard to project Yelich's future other than to tell you he's going to be with the Brewers for a while. I just I don't think that contract is movable, and again, nor should they. I mean, for, for better or worse, they banked on Christian Yelich in the future and they need him to turn around and be the player uh, that they signed or again at least a little lower level than the player that they signed again he was MVP you know winner MVP runner-up after you know in 2008-2019 nobody could have seen this type of drop in production coming whatever the case is for it he has to figure it out or this franchise is going to be in trouble for a while because these young guys that are really good right now, Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, you know, they already have Freddie Peralta locked up, but they're going to have to pay these guys eventually. And, you know, with, with the contract, they have a Yelich paying them 26 million over the next seven years. That's really going to hamper what they can do, you know, not only in the off season and free agency and trades, but how they keep these other young guys like Burns and, and Woodruff, you know, on this team long-term. So again, Yelich to me is the most important part of the Brewers. That's why I kicked this player review series off with him because I think the Brewers will go as far as Yelich takes them. You know, as good as the pitching staff is, they obviously, as we saw in the postseason, they got to have a big cog in the middle of that lineup. And unless they have a prospect coming up or somebody – Else steps up in that role, they're going to have to count on Yelich to do that. That's what they're paying him twenty six million a year for to be that big guy in the middle of the order to come up with the big hits to provide the power. And you know he just wasn't able to do that this season. And you know even last year, again I go back to twenty twenty. Even last year when he wasn't good, he was still hitting a home run once every sixteen at bats. I mean. Give me that, you know, even if the average isn't, is going to go down, you know, he's no longer going to be a a 300 type hitter, you know, but even if he's hitting 270 and hitting 30, 35 home runs, I mean, you'll take that from Christian Yelich, you know, again, 800, 850 OPS, you'll take that. And I think the Brewers can win a world series with that. I just don't know if they can win a world series paying a guy $26 million to be a 100 WRC plus hitter uh, in the middle of their order. So again, I am big fan of Christian Yelich. I want to see him figure it out, put it together. Really need him these next couple years as the Brewers push for a World Series. Again, they're in that window. I think Yelich is going to be the one to take them there offensively if they're going to get there. But I think again, the future of this team over the next several years here depends on the type of hitter that Christian Yelich is going to be. So that's why I wanted to start this series off with him. We'll do another player review uh tomorrow keep uh, looking back at the seasons for these players and talking about the good talking about the bad and their future with the brewers so that will do it for this episode of lockdown brewers be sure to follow us on twitter at lockdown brewers follow me at shortstop ball follow Vinny over at Vinny Retino also make sure that you follow or subscribe to the lockdown brewers podcast wherever you get your podcast and we will talk to you next time you are locked on brewers